Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Happy New Year, Primal Canadians fans. It's uh, 2020, the first day of a brand new decade. And also, incidentally, the one-year anniversary of the Primal Canadians. Woo! Wow, yeah, it's been a whole year. Well, tomorrow it's going to be one whole year. We're at 364 days today, right? Yeah, 364 and a bit, depending when you're listening to this. It's amazing. Wow, it's been a whole year of habits. It's been a whole year of habits, and interestingly enough, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the habits that are going to set you up for the most incredible 2020, and then 2021, and on and on and on from there, because habits are everything in life. Absolutely. So, welcome to the new decade. Yes, absolutely. So, chances are pretty good that last night, before you went to bed or maybe sometime in the evening but while you were waiting for the new year's eve celebrations to kick off you were talking with your friends and somebody probably said something like this my resolution this year is to blank something 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 exactly most people set a new year's resolution but now today we're going to talk about actually making new year's resolutions come true because here's the thing most people set resolutions and almost nobody goes through with them it's the crazy thing and that's because they haven't installed the habits that are going to get them where they want to go yeah they don't have the steps in place that really take us there exactly in fact many of them have habits in place that are going to take them farther away from where they want to go yeah yeah, our life is really defined by the habits that we do. So we want to talk today a little bit about how we can set ourselves, create the habits, the smallest habits, the most effective habits that can set us up for the most long-term success and immediate success as well. Exactly. So before we get really into it, what are your, what are the habits that you have that you feel like contribute most to your success? I think my most important habits that I have are my, my routines around my sleep. So my sleep hygiene, essentially. So a really important thing for me to uh, feel pretty good the next day or for my brain to be in a pretty good state uh, in the mornings is determines the last few minutes before I go to bed. So one of the things that I do pretty much all the time, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm out of schedule, sometimes I'm tired. But one of the things that I really try and do is for at least 10 to 15 minutes, maybe an hour if I can, before I go to bed, like just calm my mind down, maybe do some uh, some planning on what I want tomorrow to be like or think through some stuff that's on my mind or whatever. But really, I want to like unwind my mind so my brain can be in the best state to be able to uh, get a good sleep and program it in the right way for the next day to shape place. And, and that's a that's probably the most important habit that I have. And then from there, it would be the morning routine like one thing that really throws off my, my days is uh, when I don't get that morning routine in. I need to be up and just be up and awake and present and drink some water and stretch and move around a little bit kind of thing before I launch into my day. That's a great thing, a great thing to keep in mind. You know, starting your day off on the right foot sets you up to have a great day. 
And, you know, one great day leads into another great day, and that makes a great week. And then 52 great weeks, you've had a great year. And then 10 great years, you've had a great decade. Yep. It all builds on each other, but it all comes from those tiny little things mm-hmm. like how you get up in the morning and yep. how you go to bed. Totally. I actually want to add on what you're saying there because the first time or times, because it's fallen off a couple of times, is when I've set my alarm for 4.30 a.m., it sucked being up it sucked getting out of bed and it sucked being awake and i was awake and i didn't really know what i was gonna do like i i was tempted to go back to bed in fact but as i did it it got easier every day and that's the way it is when you start a new habit the first part is going to be the hardest part and it just gets easier every day and then after a while if it is like morning routine all of a sudden you're going to have productivity in the morning you're not just going to be sitting rubbing your eyes for like 20 minutes wishing you were still in bed which kind of what i did now i actually have a productive morning when i get up that early and i have such a more better day yeah it's huge you know i started waking up early Oh, a year and a half or so ago and i had the same experience the first few times it was a real drag and then mm-hmm. yeah you're like you're sitting around you're bored it's like well okay it's five o'clock in the morning what yeah. the hell do people do at five o'clock in the morning um, so what would you say sorry uh, especially when i uh, didn't have something i had to do yeah you know like if i had to get up for work or had to get up for a meeting or something like that it's easy you know you get up you you, mm-hmm. you have something to do but it was it took a lot of practice and focus to get in the zone of getting up in the morning and just having time to myself yeah. and enjoying the benefit of it right yeah because sometimes the habits that we create might be a bit of a stretch from our previous lifestyle or our previous habits exactly so what would you say your most important or most powerful habits are that's a really good one i, I I've been developing so many new habits lately. It's hard to pick one specific one that's been so beneficial. But I think really there's two that stand out in my mind. The first one is before I do anything else at all for the day, I always drink a bunch of water. Mm, That's such a great habit. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like I go and get a glass of water and have a few sips and wet my mouth down. I mean, I can go get a... I have a beer glass that I use. I don't so, think it's, I think it's not quite a pint. It's like maybe 18 ounces or 16 ounces. Okay. And I fill it and then I drink the whole thing and then I fill it again and I drink the whole thing. Like that's every day before I do anything else. Yeah. That's yeah. how I start. Um, that's amazing. That's, that's, I mean, you're a big guy, but that's a lot of water. And I think most people that choose hydration don't quite hydrate enough. Yeah, I agree totally. And I mean, the thing is taking on that much water at once, most of it's just going to go right through you. Mm -hmm. Your body's not going to three quarters of that water. Yeah. But that's beneficial too, because you've been through the night, you haven't had any water. Your Mm -hmm. kidneys need something to flush them out. Yeah. So if it just passes right through you, perfect. You're flushing your kidneys out. It's a great way to start. Um, I love it. So that, that's probably number one. Number two has been staying conscious of my inner monologue or Uh actually dialogue that i have with myself so like your inner critic yeah my inner critic or just the the little voice in my head the little man yeah yeah, okay you know and there's people out there right now are thinking i don't have a little voice in my head (laughs) and that's exactly the voice i'm talking about it's that little those little intrusive thoughts that pop up that tell you what you're doing is worthless or Mm -hmm. it has all kinds of messages for us and so many people aren't 
conscious of the way they talk to themselves. Yep. And that's definitely my number two most important habit is staying conscious of the way I'm talking to myself or about myself. Yeah. I I really, really like that one. Like that is such an important one, but I think it's also kind of uh, uh, very tricky to learn and very hard to uh, to actually adapt to do that. Do you have any tip, any tricks for like getting started for somebody that that's like that this is a brand new concept for yes or somebody that might even be struggling they're like yeah i actually do like somebody that maybe in hindsight will look back like man i wish i could have seen what i see you know i could have made myself feel differently about a situation where you uh, impulsively reacted or something like how what what is your tip it's that's tough um it's i think really the best way to do it is to start by actually writing it out ah, i like that I, I don't know if i instead of giving any tips let me just tell you how i started okay i it, for me it started when i was doing the wild fit challenge yeah the first time and mm-hmm. in the first couple of weeks of the program huge amount of emphasis is placed on um the the conversations you have with yourself about food yeah yeah and this was when i learned that i had a little person inside my head mm-hmm. um, that was talking to me and that I was in control of it. Yeah. And in that process, we started writing down things that like eat some dysfunctional food. Yep. Um, you, you were encouraged to, in fact, you had to, mm-hmm. but you had to pay attention to what you were talking, how you were talking yourself into it. So I would go through in my journal and it's like, okay, I want to have a pizza. Yeah. I, I want to have the pizza because it's delicious. I want to do this. I know that having the pizza is going to make me feel like this. Mm-hmm. And writing down all those thoughts that were going into my in on in my head and all the, the way on the drive to the pizza shop after I picked it up. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to eat this. This is going to be so good. It smells so delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. stinking up my trucks in the best way. And just going through all the minutia of thoughts yeah, yeah. and writing them down. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, I honestly only did it maybe two or three times before I started to automatically just pay attention to them. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking like, well, I'm going to have to write this down. Yeah. So I was conscious of it and just that started to get me into the habit regularly of paying attention to my thoughts yeah and it just became such a big part of my life Mm -hmm. now that when i start hearing that dialogue going on i can see it objectively Mm -hmm. rather than just be one half of the conversation right yeah because I think for a lot of people, when they're talking to themselves about stuff, they truly do feel like one half of their conversation. Yeah. And they, they feel like the other half is some external force or something else motivating them to do things or their, their thoughts that they're not in control of. But really, you're both sides of the conversation. You're just arguing with yourself. So when you can be conscious of it, you can see it happening and you can mm-hmm. see the detrimental effects yeah. it might be having. Yeah, you can start to learn where it's coming from. Exactly. I really, I, I really love that you share it. I think that's so important. And it's also a good way to think about habits because I think a lot of times we think about habits, it's to doing things like like doing the right things or doing something small on a daily basis, whatever kind of thing. But it could. It, <clears throat> I really like that you brought into the picture of just uh, 
seeing things differently or perceiving things differently or just doing something with your with your brain and your consciousness essentially making that a habit because i think that is really so important this day oh it's huge it's huge um and the, the cool thing about it is that it Paying attention to what's going on in your mind automatically sets you up for creating other positive habits elsewhere in your life. Yeah. Because you're paying attention to the conversation you're having with yourself. You're paying attention to the ways you're sabotaging yourself. Yeah. And you, automatically you want to stop doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because of that, you start to look for ways you can create habits that are more functional yeah. that will help that. Like for me, one of the things was I got really tired of the junk food conversation I was having with myself. Yeah. So I stopped eating it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it was that simple. And yeah. I, I consciously wanted to stop eating it at the time. Yeah. But for most of my life, I thought there's no way I'm just one of those people. I'm, I'm hooked. The reality of what of it was, I really totally could. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't conscious of how I was talking myself into making the wrong choices. Yeah. Same thing when you, when you have to do something that you don't necessarily want to do. Mm -hmm. Like for me, procrastination is a huge problem. I will procrastinate until literally half a day before something has to be in. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's horrible. I, yeah. I, I still do it. I still know that I do it. I'm very <laughs> aware of it. But here's the thing. When you're in the midst of a bad session of procrastination and you're sitting there on the couch watching TV, paying attention to the dialogue that's going on in your head, where you're literally talking to yourself something along the lines of, I really should be doing this, but instead I'm here wasting time. And it's yes. going to be so much harder when I try to do it next, but I really don't want to. It's such a drag. You know, I have to go get my computer. Yes. And you can have that conversation with you, but the objective part of your brain can look at it and be like, you idiot, mm -hmm. you're making it so much harder for yourself. Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing I've noticed with a lot of those types of habits because, and I can certainly relate to that because the first part is, you know, recognizing it. And then sometimes, or a lot of the times actually, I'm like, oh, I, I recognize it now. I don't want to do that. I want to do it in a different way. I want my life to be different or whatever. And a lot of the times I just don't know how to change it or I don't have the type, right type of energy to change it or whatever. But if you keep telling yourself that as you go, for example, go get the pizza or you're doing some other type of uh, destructive behavior, if you keep, tell, you keep first being aware of your feeling and then actually recognizing that you don't like it you're actually already programming yourself and you're planting the seed for it to be different so even what i'm trying to say is even if you don't have an effective strategy to change it as your life changes that will i i've had it happen to me many times where it actually just goes away or it could even be a habit that i wanted to start and i've i've kept programming it in my mind knowing that i wanted to do it knowing i wanted it to be a certain way but i didn't know exactly how i was going to do it so i didn't have an effective way to start it and then i reflect on it a few weeks or a few months later and i i was like hey i'm actually doing that now i'm actually being that person now so i think it's it's powerful to understand that part as well totally um i'm really glad you said that because that's the thing. When you want to make big changes in your life, you rarely know how. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the exception of certain things like losing weight. Everybody yeah. knows how to lose weight. They just don't want to. Right. Um, but anyway, when, when you don't know, it's scary. 
Yeah. But like you said, just by being conscious that that's what you want out of life and keeping your focus on it, like we talked about yesterday about visioning. Yeah. When you keep that in your sights, as soon as the opportunity to get the answer to how comes up, yeah. you see it, mm-hmm. you recognize it, and you go for it. Yeah. Like it's a hugely powerful habit. Mm-hmm. As I was talking, I just remembered what I think my actual number one most important habit is. Yeah, tell me. I've adopted a phrase that okay. I tell myself. Like a mantra. Not exactly okay. a mantra. I use this at, in, in moments of weakness. Okay. Times when I don't want to do the right thing. Yeah. Or when doing the wrong thing seems so much easier or something like that. And I tell myself, the person you're trying to be doesn't do that. Oh, man, that's so good. I'm going to write that one down. It's a good one. Actually, I got it from you. Uh, I can't remember when you said it. You, you were telling me you were talking. You were telling me a story about having gone into a Dairy Queen one time. Oh yes, and, okay. And okay. seeing just seeing the people that yeah. were there, and you said to yourself, "The person I want to be doesn't do this." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you left. And ever since then, I've adopted that, and it's it's incredible. And there, I have two versions. I have <laughs> the person I want to be doesn't do this when I'm about to do yeah. something dysfunctional, okay. or the other version of the person I'm trying to be does this does do yeah, yeah when i'm try, when i'm avoiding doing something that's really important yeah that's so great yeah i i i do remember having the conversation with you about it but it's something that i think you're reawakening it with me because i can't recall have having used that in a while it's incredible how powerful it is because it's yeah. like it's instant perspective mm-hmm. you know you can you can be in the midst of an emotional state that's driving you to do something you yeah. wouldn't normally do or you don't want to do even mm-hmm. if it's something you do normally do, but you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as you say that to yourself, suddenly it, it gives you perspective. It's like, oh, right. I it's, can't do that. Yeah. That's not that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. It's a quick and effective state change, essentially, which is often what we need when we're in those in, in a lower mood or a lower moment, lower vibration. Totally. And you know what else it is? Is It's a definitive statement about who you are. Yes. A lot of people lack that a, in their life that I am somebody it's an who I am does statement. this. Yes. And like people use them wrongly all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so tired. I'm useless without my coffee. I yeah, hate yeah. my job. Like they use those I am statements really dysfunctionally. Yeah, yeah. But you, that I am not the kind of person who does this or the person I want to be is not that. It it centers your mind and gives you clarity like nothing else. Yeah. And you can snap yourself out of making a bad or dysfunctional decision mm-hmm. in a second. And it doesn't even feel like it takes effort. Yeah. Yeah. It totally puts you into a more positive state, essentially. Totally. So there's one other thing I want to talk about with habits. When we... Um, say adopt a new habit generally we want well generally we'll either want to pick up a good habit or ditch an old habit and usually or pretty much always i would say if we do one the other happens so in order for us to incorporate a healthy bedtime routine or a healthy eating plan we have to give up tv before we go to bed or we have to give up junk food kind of thing so there's there's an inverse side and i want to talk about that a little bit because when we want to set powerful habit it can help to take something away. But what I want to say is when we take something away, we all have something that's like a vice or a crutch or something that we really, really like or like our weakness, essentially. Um, It can be important to work with that. But I want to say that if you take that away, 
it may be a little bit too aggressive and you may fall off like you may be going a little bit too it may be a little bit too much and it's going to fall apart on you. so i would recommend if you're going to set a powerful new habit find something you're already doing a big change by setting a powerful new habit so find something that's like that's possible for you to take away to uh to make the inversion or to make the flip and then if you want to take away a bad habit then make sure that you're changing it with something that's really powerful that you're actually going to enjoy i love that i want to add a little bit to that yep um taking away like you mentioned is a lot harder than adding yes the human brain does not like lack at all even if it's a bad habit that you want to get rid of Mm -hmm. so what i would suggest is if you're trying to get rid of a bad habit you have don't get rid of that bad habit right away start a new habit to replace it with yeah yeah because what's going to start happening is your new functional habit is going to make you feel really good Mm -hmm. you're going to then realize how bad the bad habit makes you feel and then when you decide to stop it you're going to be at a place mentally where you already want to stop doing yeah and then it's going to be a lot easier to give it up mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not like, Oh, I, I can't do this anymore. It's like, I don't feel like doing that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and th- that's just a really powerful way to make giving up things easier. Yeah. I love that. And that kind of stuff is like so helpful and it's so important to, to fully understand in order to be able to effectively make the shift because we want to make the shift emotionally, or there's a certain feeling that we usually go for when we, that we always go for when we do something it's either it's either a feeling a good feeling that we want or a bad feeling that we don't want kind of thing so yeah totally. if we can set the stage uh with our feelings and helping us out to allow it to uh happen in the, the way that we want it then it's going to be so much more effective yeah absolutely it's so important to keep that in mind now here's a question for you a little more personal this okay. time What's your most dysfunctional habit? Ooh, my most dysfunctional habit. You know, it could actually have something. Yeah, it, it's actually going to be an eating one. <laughs> uh, like I, when, like eating is one of the ways that I cope with, it, with, with uh, some things, with a lot of things, actually. So luckily for me that I have very healthy food around, but sometimes... I go and like eat buy chocolate and sometimes I eat too much. <laughs> so that's probably for me my most dysfunctional habit like what I usually go to uh is is eating yeah basically eating chocolate or eating too and or eating too much of it. Ah yes, that's a that's a good one. I I've I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I think I I think everybody probably to some degree is going to have a, a an eating one. Oh yeah, for sure. Food's such a huge part of our lives. It is, yeah. It's, it's. I think it's like a primal. It's a primal instinct, you know, to to manage emotion emotions with food because food, uh, you can do that effectively with. The dysfunction is built into uh, the types of foods that we access and then the way we think about the foods, because eating junk food, for example, when we don't feel good, like chocolate, which has a bunch of sugar in it, is very acidic and whatnot, is not helpful for uh actually processing an emotion but it can temporarily make us feel better so there's a catch-22 with it yeah totally what about you do you have one that you want to share yeah i think my worst one is uh screen addiction 
Mm, and yeah. addiction might not be the right word, but I get way too much screen time yeah. in a day. Like I do so much work on the computer and I'm on my phone so often. And I am not one of those people who gets off of a screen easily before bed. Yeah. You know, I'll often find I'm watching some kind of bubblegum content to shut my brain up mm-hmm. and then I'll close my computer and walk to my bedroom and just go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's probably the number one habit I want to work on through 2020 and beyond is just yeah. lessening that. Awesome. I love it. Let's make the commitment. Yeah, for sure. How how do you how do you want to do it? How do you want to reframe it? I haven't decided yet cuz like I just mentioned, I uh I want to replace it with something. So what I think I might do is start reading actual physical books. Okay, yeah. I think I'm not a reader normally. I'm a I'm an audio book guy. I don't yeah. have the patience to read. Or the story I've told myself is yeah. that I don't have the patience to read. Yeah. Um, and so I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I consume lots of books. I'm incredibly smart, as you might have listened learned from listening to this. But I just don't read. So yeah. I think if I bought a book... Um, and like an actual paper book, a physical and book, yeah. Went to bed an hour or so before I actually wanted to go to sleep and read it. Yeah. Then that that would give me something to do while my brain winds down. Yeah. And keep me off a screen. I love it. I'll make mine too. Next time when I notice that I'm eating because of uh, an emotional or fulfill something else, an emotional need of some kind, uh, I'm gonna go to breathing. Ah. I'm gonna stop, sit down, wherever I am. I'm gonna change what i'm doing and i'm just gonna focus on my breaths for a few that's a good one i like it amazing so we've put that out to the universe here so yes now it's got to happen yeah we've got to put the habits in place because 2020 is a big decade it's going to be huge for the primal canadians yeah there's a lot of uh, exciting new uh, things coming up and a lot of exciting shifts that we're planning to make yeah we have some really really exciting stuff planned it's going to be huge for us personally too you know we've got so much cool things going on in our lives that 2020 is the year 2020 is the year it's 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 really a year of new growth but i also like the idea of thinking of it as a new decade because uh it's another area for it's a it makes it a bigger area of new space new new achievement new possibilities new opportunities yeah without a question it's a it's a just a big powerful shift in so many ways um and i hope you can establish some new habits you are listeners because like we said at the beginning, habits are everything. Habits are what shapes us. Yeah, you're not going to accomplish anything by getting a gym membership this week if you've never gone to the gym once before. Yeah, make the habit of doing something different, something small, like mm-hmm. infinite, infinitesimally small. Yeah, like we're talking things that feel so insignificant they could never possibly work. Because you know what? Those are the things that work. I love that absolutely. Like. You know, if you're in the habit of getting up every day and setting the coffee pot on to brew, stop. Get in the habit of going for a walk or taking 10 deep breaths. Or exactly. Or something two small. deep breaths. Yeah. You know, like start small and then work up from there. Yeah. Because starting big will last for a couple of weeks while you have the excitement and the momentum. Yeah. Not but even that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But very quickly, you're going to get burned out. And you're going to fall off the wagon and you're not going to uh, achieve what you're setting out to achieve. All those New Year's resolutions you probably made last Mm -hmm. night are gone out the window. And don't be that person. 
you know, be part of the 20% of the world that actually follows through on what they decided they were going to do. Yeah. Because you deserve to live the most incredible life. But the only way you're going to do that is to have the most incredible habits. 100% agreed. And I, I really love that you said that because um, it, it's going to be the easiest to attain. It's going to it's going to become a habit a lot easier, a lot quicker if it's smaller. And you're going to get the, the benefit of it a lot quicker as well. If you plan to get up 10 minutes earlier or drink one extra glass of water, you can do that right now. You can do that in one day and already you've achieved the first thing and you've gotten the reward and the motivation from doing that. Exactly. And you know, another thing is don't forget to document your journey. Because mm. there's going to come a point where you don't feel like you've made any progress. Yeah. And you feel like you've been doing it for however long now. It's like you yep. should be seeing progress, but you're not. Yeah. You're frustrated and you're going to want to stop whatever that habit mm-hmm. is. You need to be able to look back and say, well, hang on. I have made progress. Yeah. You know, even if it's as something as simple as marking out on a calendar every day when you do that thing yep. you want to do. Because... It's critical that you can see the progress in some way. Absolutely it is. And it's also like I've had times where I've wanted to think where I was thinking back like, man, I wonder what I like thinking back to times before I journaled. I wondered what I was just curious about how I lived life, you know, (laughs) how I I ate, how I moved, how I because I don't really know exactly some of the things and i'm and i'm i think back often as like man i wish i would have journaled a little bit more so i could actually make the make the the difference see what the difference has been yeah that's that's super important like it's just it's good to be able to document your progress and see um but you know i just thought of a habit i want everyone to try to adopt Um, and this is kind of a strange one it's going to be weird but i want you to get in the habit of talking about your bad habits Oh man, that's a good one for sure. And here's here's my reasoning. I was just as we were sharing our most dysfunctional habits, I couldn't mm-hmm. help but think about it. Yep. Because I talked about it. Mm-hmm. When you don't talk about something, it's really easy not to think about it until yep. you're in the midst of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to convince yourself that it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. And it it is. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that moment, when you're in the thick of wanting to do it, you forget. Mm-hmm. But if you get in the habit of talking about your bad habits with your friends or your family or your coaches or whoever, yeah, strangers on the street even, yeah, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable, but why not? Yeah. Because then it's top of mind more frequently mm-hmm. and you can, you're more, you're, you're better equipped to consciously decide mm-hmm. not to do it. Well, I think also most importantly, you're actually accessing what's going on because if you have a bad habit, then you're filling a void of some kind. And if you're actually now talking about it, then you're leaning into that. You're starting to explore what that might be. And it makes it so much easier to uh, eventually shift it because you're starting to understand why it's there and who you are. And you'll discover, discover maybe you can eliminate it or maybe you can find a way to shift it to something that's more... uh, more desirable for you yeah maybe you can find a functional way to fill that void yeah well said um it's but it's so important and then another thing um not necessarily a habit but if you're trying to stop doing something bad don't do it or bad is the wrong word something dysfunctional yeah don't do it one last time oh man that is a big one dude i'm still happy that you're saying this that that's yeah that's that alone has like uh 
in so many times. It's ridiculous. Like I can't count over the, over the years that I wanted to try and get healthy Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get in better shape and lose a bunch of weight and feel good. How many times I would go to the drive through and tell myself this is the last time. Yeah. Never works. Right. It's amazing how many one last times you can talk yourself Mm -hmm. into. But here's the thing. Reframe it in your mind. When the urge grabs you to go do that thing and you're tempted to tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to do it one last time before, I'm, before I start being good. Yeah. Tell yourself, no, this is the first time I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's actually a lot of, a few different uh, things in there that, um, that you really like lacking out on if you're doing it that way. First of all, you're setting something off for like, uh, for something that, for something for the future as opposed to that you could have right now and on the other hand if you're not sabotaging yourself you may for an example if it's food because i've done that before too i'll start that uh, that meal plan tomorrow or that detox tomorrow or whatever it might be and then i'm just going to have my last cheat meal tonight or my last terrible meal tonight and you know what happens if you don't sabotage you just feel so much worse tomorrow because tomorrow everything's changing and you're doing something differently and you get get the after effects of of that sabotage that you consciously did <laughs> again last night and you feel bad about it most yeah. of the time and you've built yourself momentum in the wrong direction you know yeah. by giving yourself permission to have that one last time yeah. then you wake it, up the next day totally and you think well okay maybe it's <laughs> one more it's kind of it's almost like saying you know what i'm actually gonna start where i want to be is i want to go forward so i'm just but instead of going forward i'm actually just going to go ahead and take a step or two backwards and then i'll start going forward. exactly whereas when you tell yourself this is the first time i'm not doing it or the first time i am doing this functional habit then the next day you wake up you're like well i did it yesterday yeah. so i'm gonna do it again today yeah. and if it's a positive thing great if it's like i didn't do it yesterday so i'm not gonna do it again today because it was a dysfunctional thing great you know, you have that positive momentum in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Just don't allow yourself that one last one. Don't have that one last cigarette. Don't eat that one last donut. Decide right now that you want to make the change yeah. and make the change in the moment. Yeah, I mean, that is so great. And, and thank you for bringing that up. I, I, there's been a lot of really cool notes. I hope our audience are taking notes here as well. But there's going to be a lot that I can take away from this podcast to really change my habits for uh, the coming year yeah me too i mean we've we've covered a lot of ground here and i really hope that we've given our listeners some really great tips on how to install new more positive habits into their lives um, because that's everything absolutely and it's the things you do every single day without thinking about doing them that ultimately add up to determine your entire life yeah yeah we'd love to hear uh what your habits are or what habits you have decided to change or what you think about of our of our of our perception of habits so reach out to us and let us know where you're at with uh, with this and uh, and connect yeah yeah exactly head on over to the facebook page uh, at the primal canadians at facebook uh, or you can find us you can email us directly primal canadians at gmail.com um there's lots of different ways you can get in touch with us, but please do and tell us about the new habits you're forming or the old habits you're leaving behind or both. 
um, and let, let us know about your successes because this is going to be your best year yet. It's going to be our best year yet, and uh, it's onwards and upwards for the rest of the 20s. Yeah, here's to a new beginning. Yes, and until next time, keep it primal and have an amazing year. Yes, happy new year. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations. Thank you.